Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more. Finally, Friday is being brought to you this week by Major Spoilers VIPs from around the world. You can show your support for Major Spoilers and everything we do. Keep these shows going by becoming a member at members.majorspoilers.com. Well, hello, everyone. It is, once again, Finally Friday. I'm Steven Schleicher. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out if you're listening to us on a replay or if you're joining us live in uh, YouTube land or on Alpha Geek Video and Media. And audio, thank you so much. Hopefully your Friday is going okay. It's been a crazy week. I was just looking down and noticed this piece of paper that I have sitting here. And it was everything that I was supposed to be getting done on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday of this week. Now, fortunately, I got most of it crossed off. But this week has flown by so quickly. So quickly that I'm surprised that this piece of paper is still sitting here. Because Monday afternoon, I should have crumpled it up and thrown it away. But no. It's been a wild, crazy ride, and I think it's going to get crazier and even more wild as uh, we move into next week because the San Diego Comic-Con is taking place, and it feels like this has just jumped on us at the last minute. I don't know about you, but it just feels like I've had this on my calendar since last year, and I knew it was coming, and I've prepped everybody to say, hey, here's what we're doing. We've got to make sure we're not going out of town this weekend. We're going to be here and do these kinds of things, and yet we get to the Friday before comic-con and i'm sitting here going holy crap i am not prepared (laughs) um and so there's a lot of things that we're getting ready to go into next week so maybe you have some thoughts about the san diego comic-con or some other things that are going on today we'll certainly talk about that if you would like to give us a call the phone number is 785-727-1939 785-727-1939 or if you are on skype just give me a call at Stephen underscore Schleicher. I want to try something a little different today. I did one of those things where you're not supposed to, but I did it anyway. I upgraded to the new version of Wirecast. Uh, actually, last Saturday. This shows you how, how busy I've been and how things got away from me. And I didn't have a chance to check it out until today and get everything set up for the show. And the interface is totally different. It's totally not what I am uh, was expecting, but I thought I would check out I mean, the Twitter option has been there since version six. This is uh, Wirecast seven now, but I think they've updated it and made it a little bit better. So I'm going to try to run this down here at the bottom today with the hashtag SDCC for the San Diego Comic-Con, and we'll see how it does. Uh, Jarmo is there in the live chat. Hello, Jarmo. How are you today? Hopefully your Friday is going well. It's a crazy time, a crazy world. A lot of stuff that's uh, that's really strange. But going on in, uh, I think, in London right now is Star Wars Celebration Europe 2016. It kicked off today. And, oh man, if you were excited about Rogue One, you're about to wet your pants after today's presentation. Because not only did we get a brand new poster for uh, Star uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, but they also released a brand new video. It's about mm, three and a half, four minutes long of all this behind-the-scenes stuff and sizzle reel of what's going on. And i got to tell you, I'm super excited about this because it's telling a story that we've always heard about since Episode 4 in the, in the opening crawl of Episode 4 and talked about a little bit in the first act of Episode 4. 
But now that that story is going to be told and we know who the actors and the actresses are and they were being very, very careful during the main Rogue One presentation today to keep everyone from not deviating too far. Although one of the actors started to maybe reveal a little bit too much and uh, Captain Phasma, who was uh, leading the presentation, I forget the actress's name, but she was like, oh, no, I think you've said enough and then was was moving on uh, to the next thing. But take a look at this poster. This is a fantastic poster for Rogue One. This takes place on, on a planet near the Death Star. They actually shot this in the Maldives. And there are some posters, there are some um, billboards and other things you'll start seeing pretty soon. It's kind of hard to see in this picture of stormtroopers walking through the water. And this is not special effects stuff. It was all shot live on location. Gareth Edwards is a director that uh, I really get a kick out of. And this is a heist film. This is, I think, what I want in a Star Wars story where we've got these rebels, different factions of rebels. This is why you have um, uh, our main lead actress, uh, her character, joining up with the uh, character that we've seen in Star Wars uh, Rebels, uh, coming together and, and trying to get the, the plans for the Death Star and then get them out to the, to the Alliance. But then in the background, just way kind of hanging out in the atmosphere, is the Death Star above this planet. And it looks fantastic. And the, the best part about all of this is they are streaming. StarWars.com is streaming the entire event live. The only problem is it's not delayed. It is live. So you're going to have to calculate your Greenwich Mean Time uh, difference. I know some people on the West Coast were waking up at 3 a.m. this morning to watch this stuff. I got in on it about 7 o'clock, 7.30 and started watching it. And they were some great panels. I only got to see really two and a half panels. I got to see the main Rogue one, uh, one, and then there was one about, um, I forget what the first one was that I got in on. But the middle one, I really got a kick out of. It was Star Wars archaeology. And the premise behind the panel was they had some of the special effects artists and model makers who were coming into this who are having to create a time that is set around the same time as episode four. And so what they were doing is they were going back to original blueprints, original plans. They were trying to recreate things exactly how they were based on models, based on designs, based on things that they found uh, throughout the, the Lucasfilm vaults to recreate this look so it would be accurate for what we saw in episode four. So presumably you could sit down and watch Rogue One, a Star Wars story, then roll right into Star Wars episode four and hopefully not notice too much of a difference as far as the aesthetic. Now, of course, certainly with Gareth Edwards, who likes to shoot a lot of stuff on his shoulders, and uh, because of the special effects and the updated technology with with um, with what they're shooting this on, which I believe is still digital, uh, you are going to see a, a little bit of a look difference. But hopefully, from the aesthetic, from the look of the of the uh, uh, production design, you won't see very much of a difference there. And I found it very very fascinating. It was it was super cool, in my opinion. So. I'm getting more excited about this uh, pretty soon. Um, oh, let's see. Are you having problem hearing me just the red, or is that just uh, you took it off mute and now you can hear me so far? Yeah, and this is the other thing. This is the weird thing. Is speaking of weird Fridays, I mean, certainly we had this thing that happened in Nice uh, yesterday. But I honestly don't know what's going on in Turkey either. Um, I just saw a tweet pop up a few moments ago, not on this uh, Twitter feed that we have up on the screen, 
But something about a military coup and all internet connection and all uh, data going into and out of the country had been shut down. And so I don't know what's going on. I tried to look on um, CNN, MSNBC. I probably should have looked at at, uh, BBC uh, to see what's going on. But man, I know some people from Turkey. I have some friends from Turkey. And I hope that, uh, that they're not in Turkey right now. I hope they're doing some other things. So some thoughts going out to everyone that's out there. Olin is there. Just the Red is there. Uh, Jarmo is there. If you would like to be part of this conversation, give me a call, 785-727-1939, and we can certainly talk about whatever is on your mind today. I don't have a, a main news segment. We don't have a guest this week. Uh, this is the um, uh, show. This is our pre-Comic-Con show. Right now, there is not a plan to do a show next Friday because we'll be covering all of the events and chaos that's going on. And because we are a two hour difference away from San Diego, all the cool stuff that happens after lunch will be happening right about the same time that uh, we would normally be doing the show. And so we will probably skip more than likely. We will skip next Friday and then we will be back for some post Comic-Con reaction after that. Uh, As I said, Comic-Con has come up so, uh, so fast. I didn't even come up with a, a list of predictions for Comic-Con this year, although the uh, complete schedule is out and you can check it out. And certainly if you go over to Majorspoilers.com, you will see a giant list of what the publishers, what people are bringing to the show, what kind of exciting things are going on at the uh, at the convention and some lead ups to that. I mean, Boom Studios is do is knocking it out of the park again with their rundown of pre-Comic-Con announcements, because unfortunately, small publishers like Dynamite Entertainment, like Boom Studios, kind of get lost in all of the noise that comes out of the television studios, the movie studios, the bigger publishers that uh, inundate everything that's going on. So sometimes having a lot of this stuff uh, come out early is nice for us to kind of think about and get ready for. Um, Dynamite Entertainment, for example, announced that um, they have plans to adapt the original James Bond novels written by Ian Fleming. Uh, These will be um, turned into graphic novel form, so these won't be, from my understanding of what Dynamite sent us, these won't be a series like we saw with the Varger series, but these will indeed be a standalone graphic novel. Uh, The first one, Casino Royale, uh, arrives in December and will be written by Van Jensen with art by Matt Southworth. And I could have sworn on Matt's Twitter feed the other day, like yesterday, and I can't find it now, but I could have sworn that I saw him doing a bit that said, here's how I do my uh, design when adapting this book. And it shows like the cover of Casino Royale, the book, and then it shows some rough idea pencils, and then it's roughed into a um, uh, rough outline of the page layout, and then it shows the regular pencils for the layout, and then some inking. But I couldn't find that today, or I would have included it. So I'm kind of excited about seeing a James Bond uh, book coming out again. That should be interesting. Um, Boom Studios announced a number of different books. And of course, we have a lot of toys that are coming out. I'm kind of, here's another one that's kind of interesting from Boom Studios. It's called uh, Mega Princess. And it's written by Kelly Thompson of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, fame with art by Brian uh, Drohard. And it is a young all ages, or I should say young adult or all ages story about the Titan Kingdom Princess Maxine, who for her 10th birthday is endowed with the gift of every princess by her fairy godmother. And it sounds a lot cooler than it actually is in Max's opinion. She doesn't need to sing on key or feel a P under 20 mattresses. She wants to be a detective. So I'm hoping this could be a really cool 
uh, series uh, from Boom Studios. And that one, I believe they don't have a release date on that. But I think the art is is super cute. So I'm looking forward to that uh, in the future. And I'm going to guess if it's going to come out, it, it might come out around December. The, a lot of the announcements that we're seeing uh, today and over the last couple of days, and I'm going to imagine over the next couple of weeks, are or within the next week, are all about stuff that's coming out in and around October, November, and December, because that's when we have some solicitations coming up. So it will be interesting to uh, see when a lot of these roll out. Oh, thank you, uh, Olin says. I missed uh, last week, but I wanted to tell you congrats on 10 years of major spoilers. Yeah, that's another one that just kind of came up. I mean, I've known about it for over a year now (laughs) that we were coming up onto this date, and I just was like, well, what are we going to do? I don't know. And then we ended up going out of town for my son's birthday, and so we really didn't do a whole lot from celebration standpoint, although we probably should have. But yeah, 10 years is is really kind of weird to think back on everything that we have done here and I was going back through old uh, art today on the website and was finding, you know, coverage that we did of uh, San Diego Comic-Con way back in 2010 and 11, back when, back when we were not 10 and 11 before that, uh, 2008 and nine, when we were really getting into covering more of the Comic-Con uh, stuff uh, live and as it happened. So yeah, it's, it's really weird to, to kind of uh, be there all over again for 10 years. Ah. It's scary, but thank you for those kind words. Um, I'm going to go to Ghostbusters this weekend, says Just the Red. I'm looking forward to it. I got free tickets because I pointed out that to the projectionist from the opposite theater that it was reflecting off our screen the whole time. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Ghostbusters next weekend, says some people. Yeah, uh, Rob went to Ghostbusters over the weekend, or last night, I guess, and he said he really, really loved it. I'm sure we'll talk more about it tomorrow for our VIP live chat. So if you are a gold member tomorrow at one o'clock PM central time, so that's two o'clock PM East coast time, one o'clock central noon mountain and 11 AM Pacific time, we will be doing our live stream over at members.majorspoilers.com. And you can certainly, if you're a gold member, join in the conversation. It's a great chance to ask us a lot of questions. I've got some information that I want to share. And I'm sure, I think, I think maybe Zach is going to see Ghostbusters uh, tonight. And so tomorrow he will be here. So we've got on tap tomorrow, me, Rob, Zach, and Matthew uh, to talk with you and our gold members about uh, what's going on at Major Spoilers or anything that's on your mind. So be sure to Take part in that because it is a lot of fun. You never know. We may end up with another rap battle like we did last time, although not with me. Uh, Jarmo is on the line. Hello, Jarmo. How are you? Hi, Stephen, and congratulations for 10 years. Hey, thank you. Thank you. What's on, what's on your mind today? Well, quite a lot of things, but only, only a couple of them relate to pop culture and comic books. Okay. Yeah, but... but I just had to congratulate you from the 10 years. It's it's pretty long time for even big commercial websites. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it feels weird. I mean, it really does. And it feels like we haven't been around that long. And it, part of that may be because I've only been doing this full time for two years. And so, you know, part of, you know, being part time doing it versus full time doing it may, may be affecting that in some way. But it, it just feels like yesterday that we started this site. But thank you. Yeah, no problem. I think I first found you in 2010 or 11, mm-hmm. I think. That's when, that's when we had our peak. That's, 
2010 and 11 is when we had our peak traffic um, of all time. And I don't know what it was about that time, uh, but uh, certainly it was we were doing more traffic than than a lot of sites were doing at that time, including some yeah. of the very, very big ones. So, yeah, I'm glad yeah. you joined us then. When did you start the critical hit? Uh, critical hit would have been that is going on six years. So maybe right around 2010, 2011. That may be right around when that was going on. Yes, because I'm pretty sure I was looking for actual RPG mm-hmm. gaming mm-hmm. podcast, and then I found Critical Hit, and then I got interested in, in general for, for what you guys do. Yeah, and I think for podcasting in general, that was an interesting time too, because we were still coming out of the you know the do-it-yourself guys uh, getting into it. Um, by 2006, 2007, of course, I, uh, Apple had added podcasting into it. I don't remember when they added the mobile app into their podcast, but it may have been around 2011, 2012, uh, because I remember in the original podcast app, you could go into the games category and ours was like a featured one in that, in that initial podcast app that was released. Um, and there also were not a lot of RPG podcasts going on at the time. And now since then, of course, it's been six years and we've been flooded with Yes, uh, it's, different different it's, groups doing RPG podcasts. It's changed a lot in yeah, yeah. in both in RPG and other board gaming stuff, and also in video game stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. And in fact, I mean, 2010, we weren't even doing Munchkinland yet. I mean, if you were looking at 2010, we really only had the two shows. We had the Major Spoilers podcast, and we had Critical Hit. And it wasn't until I think what 12, I think, is when we did. Munchkin Land when that one started, and then uh, soon after Zach on film spun off. And what else did we add? Oh, we we did do too many shows. This show was like two, three years ago for um, for this one, and it was it was almost I think three years ago. No, two two years ago when this became our regular Friday show. Uh, yes, and, so yes, and I it feels like yesterday to me. I know, right? I can't believe because I sit here and I'm like. Oh, you know, here are things that I need to get done. And then I look at like the credits for finally Friday, which I need to update. And it's like, wow, those have been sitting here for over a year now that I need to get updated with new VIP stuff. Um, but I'm probably going to wait another month to, to do that. And everybody will find out more about that, uh, in a couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, things just go by way too fast these days. Yeah. Does it mean that we are getting old? I think so. Yes. Right. I mean that, that concept as, the older you get, the faster time seems to go because each year is a smaller fraction of your entire life. Uh, yeah, so, yeah I, that's, I, that's a weird thought. And I don't even want to think about it because <laughs> because you got good ten years over me. Right, right, right. So yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy because uh, we were we had some friends in town a couple of weeks ago, and it's like, oh my gosh, your son is five years old. I remember when he was just born. And it literally felt like, a, you know, like a year ago that he was just born. And now he's five. And it's just like, ah. Yeah. That, so, yes, age is catching up. Boo. But I I don't really feel like I'm I'm getting that old because I'm still kind of same same 20-something guy in, mm-hmm. inside my head. Yeah. And, I, and I'm the same way. I know that. Uh, some people like Matthew like to joke with me all the time going, oh, man, you're the oldest person that I know. And it's like, well, you know, that's great that I am actually have this legitimate age attached to my birth date and everything. But if you were to say, Stephen, how old do you feel? I I feel like I'm still 
31, 32, in my early 30s. And I don't feel 45. I don't feel like age has caught up to me. I don't feel, you know, and someone else was like, oh, you must be going to the doctor all the time. I go to the doctor four times a year to have some blood tests uh, and checkups done on my thyroid. But other than that, I don't get sick. I'm relatively healthy. I've been doing a lot more exercise. So yeah, I still feel 32. Now, two o'clock in the morning when I'm up updating the site or editing a podcast, then I feel a little bit older than that. <laughs> That's good. Uh Talking about doctors, I think I go pretty much maybe once in five or six, six yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, that'll change. That'll change. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm and, and most of it's just because we've been trying to get this, my thyroid uh, problem worked out for the last, oh my gosh, it seems like five years we've been trying to get everything leveled out and, and get all the other uh, settings to come down. And, and uh, I went yesterday and it was the first time in like six years that it felt like we had some progress because I was literally on all the things that I'm high on. I was literally one point high on everything, um, not everything, but of the things that they were testing for. And that's great because six months ago it was like 12, 20, a hundred points higher. So yeah, it's I thought that one point can't, can't be too bad. Yeah. Yeah. And even the doctor was like, well, I'm dismissing all these readings that say hi because you're one point. So you're within range now. And I was like, yes. So that was good. Yeah. That, that's good. Oh, I was thinking about one comic book. I okay. saw, saw on your site mm -hmm. this week. I don't remember which day it was, but the, Big trouble in Little China yes. crossover with the Escape from New York. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be sweet. I'm a huge fan of both of the movies. Yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to that too. We talked about it. If you're a VIP member, um, yes, I I heard the the little talk in the in the podcast. Before. Yes. So if you're if you're a um, VIP member, you can head over to members.majorspoilers.com. And you can check out that um, discussion that we have for a couple of minutes. It's about 10, 15 minutes kind of deviates a little bit when we start talking about um, uh, just Kurt Russell in general. But um, but yeah, I cannot wait to see Big Trouble in Little China and Escape from New York crossover. I think when is that? Is that October is when that is? Yeah, I think it, yeah, it was it, it, it was October. Yes. Yeah. And that's going to be I think it's going to be crazy fun. I can't wait to see how they bring the two properties together and see if they make them work with some sense or yes. if it's just going to be some crazy mess. But yes, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Thanks for bringing that up. Cause I, I, I think that's going to be exciting. And actually both of those, those, I don't, I'm not sure if they both are ongoing actually. Uh, no big trouble in little China and escape from New York. Both ended their initial runs um, a while ago. I want to say big trouble in little China ended. I want to say like two months ago. Uh, Escape from New York ended quite a while ago. I want to say it maybe in December. Oh, um, maybe maybe it's it's because I'm I'm always waiting for trades because oh, right, right. individual issues are pretty much impossible to get in here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and certainly with things changing in the future, it may be even more expensive to get your to get your comic books. But uh, the Big Trouble in Little China Escape from New York crossover will be a six issue limited series, kicks off in October. Yes, so, the, yeah. the, those other ones. I think they've released two trays in Europe for now, and mm. third one is coming. I think in, in late July or or early okay. August here. I th I'm pretty sure Big Trouble in Little China went about thirty issues, is what I want to say. So you've got 
you know, five volumes probably total if they if they do all of them. Yes, I, I think they are both both about five or six volumes. Yeah, yeah. So you've got some good stuff coming. I envy you uh, not having read it and then getting it later on. Yes, I was I was thinking about getting them them from Comixology, but but then I I actually have a, a, a way lot way is more than I I should have in in my pro list in in digital, and I'm really I'm a physical copy guy mm-hmm. at the heart because I have zero trust in, in big big companies that. I will actually have access to my stuff in, in mm-hmm. fifteen or twenty twenty years from mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I would have so thought I, that, I would have thought the same way too when it was just Comixology by itself, but when they were bought by Amazon, that gives a little bit more staying power. Yes, yes, I agree, but but I I'm still skeptical because I've seen that stuff really really much in in video game stuff, and and that's not. Small yeah. companies either. Right, we are right. talking That's about but, but companies like Electronic Arts or mm-hmm. Activision. Mm-hmm. That is true because we've seen even um, in this last week uh, or a couple of weeks ago with that uh, Dungeons and Dragons board game that I like. It's not or the fantasy role playing board game uh, that I like is shutting down its servers come September 30th. And so you won't have access to the game online, offline or anything like that. So that yeah. that is kind of disappointing. And talking about not not having access anymore in any kind of any kind of stuff there what about disney infinity that's the same thing yeah you're absolutely right disney infinity shut down too now on the plus side you still get those really awesome cool figures that you can still display and you can still play the game um but you won't get any new content from it yeah and which is a shame because i think uh, i think they were finally starting to get their marvel stuff figured out and, and from yeah, some of the previews of stuff yeah. that we saw that they were about to release would have been very cool. It's pretty much when it just started to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that could be a problem. But, but again, the nice thing about the, um, uh, the infinity, the Skylanders and the Lego dimensions, at least you still have a product you can play with outside of the game. If yes. The game and goes away. Yes. And, as long as uh, you have a physical disc copy, you can still play the right. single player right. campaign. Right. Yeah, excellent. Anything else? Nothing really. I'm kind of. I'm kind of in a situation when I should be really looking at news right now because there's yeah. some some crazy things happening in in southern Europe. Yeah, I, I, I saw that and I had not gone over to the uh, BBC website. As I had mentioned, I had not seen anything from uh, on CNN, but I'm seeing now on BBC, it says army group takes control of Turkey. Yeah, and it, we are talking about over 200 million people, NATO member with nuclear weapons. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, it will be interesting to find out if this is a, you know, what is going on there. Um. Says yes, a statement I, I have, from, says here, I have a statement have from co- the military group read on it on NTV said the power in this country has been seized in it's entirely um, who that group represents remains uncertain. Yes, I, I have some kind of speculation of the of that situation, what's going on, because human rights and and overall overall things in Turkey have, have been going really backwards in in couple of. Mm-hmm. years now oh yeah because they have really kind of conservative government with with views that not 
not are that are not really from from this world and at this time anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can't say I'm totally shocked by this. Yeah, we'll have to see because it's just uh, the prime minister says that this is an illegal action by a military group. It's not a coup is what he's saying. Uh, the report at the BBC.com website says that the uh, prime minister, or sorry, the president um, is safe, but they couldn't elaborate any more on that. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. scary when this stuff happens. Yeah, and Same thing happens the, in, in like uh, Thailand where they have uh, some very strict military control and it seems like there's something weird going on there all the time or also in, in other countries. So I just want everybody to be safe. Yeah, yeah and Usually, this kind of kind of thing happens in in countries that are not that significant in the global scale, but but true. this is really significant. Yeah, true. Uh, NATO partner and a, a NATO member and a nuclear power—that's definitely something to be concerned about. Yes, and well, all I can say that about six or eight months ago, when they started arresting members of the press without reason that that mm -hmm. that was the point when they when it came, went downhill fast mm, okay okay but yeah that's that's enough for politics yet let's let's give somebody else a, a chance to talk all right Jarmo, thank you so much for calling in and you have a great weekend and please be safe yes i i think i'm okay it, probably it's a lot it's a long time a yeah. lo long way from from here well but still look both ways when you cross the street <laughs> yeah have a nice weekend. Yep, you too. Uh, I saw um, uh, Just the Red says, uh, encourage kids to take care of themselves. Yeah, that, that is something that you probably should do, and it doesn't hurt, um, especially once you get a little bit above 30, to, um, to at least just go and do an annual physical, or even just uh, have, a, uh, have a blood check. And in some places, it's relatively inexpensive. Like for my entire blood checks, um, I just go down to the quote-unquote free clinic uh, to get, have the blood test done, it's like 40 bucks. I mean, it's really affordable to have done. Uh, sometimes your, your hospital, I know here in the United States, some hospitals will have, uh, blood screenings and, um, um, checkups, wellness checks is what they call them. And you can get flu shots for cheaper and expensive. You can have your blood work done for like 10 bucks. Uh, so it's, it's worth just doing just to make sure that there's nothing growing. As my doctor was telling me, uh, this week, Hey, it's better to be aggressive now and be uh, looking at all this stuff now as opposed to trying to backtrack and fix a problem 10 years later when it's it becomes much harder to fix. So, yes, as Jess says, please make sure you're taking care of yourself and uh, and go get some regular checkups. If you're playing Pokemon Go, as I was uh, mentioning to Jarmo, please make sure that you look both ways before you cross the street. Please make sure you're aware of your surroundings. There was a fantastic little, and I forget who uh, sent it, I think... Uh, uh, Thatcher, what's his uh, first name? I forget what the, the first name is there. He uh, had sent me a tweet earlier this week and saying, hey, here's the police department. I think was it. I forget where the police department was, but they had put out a safety video already that talks to you about how to play Pokemon Go. This was like within a few days of the release of the uh, uh, app. Not only how do you um, play the game, but also a lot of tips for kids like, hey, if it says no trespassing, don't go into private property. You don't want to get in trouble. Be on the lookout for shady characters like we've already seen people setting up the uh, lures at stops to lure kids in and then robbing the kids of their phones and their smart devices. Uh, and then also we see a lot of these reports about people that are walking into the street 
um, and getting hit by cars or who are driving while they're playing Pokemon Go. And that's going to lead to accidents and problems. So probably need to be safe about that. Uh, you could be like I do whenever I drive. I just throw my phone in the back seat to my son and I say, hey, if you see any Pokemon, grab them while I'm driving. And if we drive by any of the stops, grab some stuff really quick there. But it's a little bit safer than um, than uh, doing it while you're driving. Matthew Bach has joined in the conversation. Hello, Matthew. Hope you're having a great weekend. I heard you also went to the, um, to, what is it, the Omaha Con or whatever it was, the comic book convention uh, last weekend. Brian Bergdahl was there, D&D Brian, and that you got to see that. Um, what is wrong with the American medical system? Yes, I, I ask that a lot. Um, a lot of the reason why you're paying so much is because doctor premiums for their insurance is sky high. And then, of course, most hospitals are corporate owned or, you know, um, they have shareholders that they have to answer to. So increasing the volume of the patient numbers, increasing costs for things to cover insurance has become a notoriously and ridiculously expensive over the years. And, um, yeah, a lot of this stuff should just be, should be, be free. And that's my opinion. Now I'm sure that's a different opinion than what other people that I know ha uh, have because they work at hospitals and work for, uh, doctors, very good doctors. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 785-727-1939. That is the number that you want to call. The one thing that I'm noticing about this Twitter feed that I'm not a big fan of is that when you launch this Twitter feed, uh, for example, this uh, hashtag SDCC, it doesn't continually update. So it says, okay, it loads up a bunch of, of tweets and then you say, okay, I want to select all these tweets or I can manually select these tweets. And then it will just cycle through those, even though, there, even though there are more SDCC tweets that are going out there. And one thing that I wish they would do is update everything and then um, add it to your Twitter feed here on this on this screen. So still not not exactly where I want it yet. But oh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, Matthew is on the phone. Hi, Matthew. What's going on? Yeah, I was uh, listening and I heard you uh, the lineup for the VIP tomorrow, and uh, mm -hmm. Brian's not going to be there, so I was going to ask you what Brian thought about Ocomic Con since I, I did see him wandering around there a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I got to talk with him a little bit on Monday when we were recording uh, Munchkinland. That was right after he got back, and that's when he had said he'd met you. And he seemed to think that he had a lot of fun. Um, it's weird. What was the name of the show? Ocomic Con? And o that's Ocomic Con. And that is for what? Is that the Oha um, Omaha Comic Con? Uh, but it's held in Iowa? Well, it's in Council Bluffs, Iowa, which is kind of like Kansas City, Kansas, yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. It's it's one big metro area. Yeah, it's just really weird, and though. The Mid America Center happens to be on the Iowa side, where uh, all the casinos are, mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. just it's a little cheaper to, to get over there than it is to get like the Quest Center oh, or yeah, something, yeah. which is huge in Omaha. Yeah, so he, they, he seemed to think it was pretty cool. What what are you, what are your reactions to it? Uh, it's the biggest convention I've ever been to as far as the, like, um, pop culture geek nerd stuff. Um, mm -hmm. The second biggest I've been to is probably actually Nerdtacular, so I've not been to big ones. I okay. didn't know what maybe, uh, like, a San Diego Comic Con is probably just super crazy. Yeah, it really is. When you talk about 150,000 people crammed into a convention center that hasn't been expanded in a few years and more people wanting to go all the time, it does get pretty crazy and crowded. But then again, um, next time next year for the planet comic con here in Kansas city. Um, I think that's usually around may. 
Uh, you should try to come down for that because I think that would be a little bit bigger than the O Comic Con. Um, and it's and it does get crowded too. I mean, there are a lot of people that pack into the Bartle Hall uh, there on the Kansas City, Missouri side of uh, Kansas City, and it is um, it's a it's a show that has grown from literally a gym floor at a local um, uh, community center to this big thing at Bartle Hall, and there are thousands of people that attend. And uh, you might want to check it out. I mean, it's a couple of hours to drive for you, I think. Uh, three. That's not too bad. Yeah, no, that's not too bad at all. I mean, it's about four, four and a half for, for me to get there. But it, it is definitely worth checking out, and that might be a good mid-sized. I would say that's uh, Planet Comic Con and the Denver Comic Con here regionally are probably good mid-sized conventions to check out so that you can get a feel for stepping up to a um, Emerald City or a San Diego or a... Um, um, Gen Con, not a Gen Con, but a um, Chicago uh, C2E2 or New York City Comic Con, which I would consider the big uh, five shows, although the Salt Lake City Comic Con has gotten much bigger over the years. But uh, yeah, I, I would say checking out some some good midsize regionals might be a good idea. I know in the, in the board game kind of hierarchy, you got Gen Con the biggest, and then mm-hmm. Origins is right under that, and then it drops pretty low, I think. Yeah, yeah. Dice Tower Con might be the next biggest one. And, I know, isn't that or weird? Or Con. And those are, those are like, I don't even know if there's 3,000 people. I know, isn't that weird? I mean, why, why do you <laughs> think that is? You, is it because it's too expensive it, for gaming companies to load up and go to 10 different locations throughout the year? Or are there not really that many people who would attend events in like an Atlanta or a uh, uh, Philadelphia or New York or something? I think board games really benefit more from the small convention mm. um, because it's a big convention like Gen Con. You can't go to Gen Con and expect to play a lot is what I've heard. Right. The whole idea just makes me a little busy to think about even going there. Like, uh, too many people. Yeah. But like a small convention, like the stuff that I have around here, I know everybody who shows up. I know the whole community. Mm-hmm. Like, I know... Oh, here's this guy. Hey, that game that you wanted to play. Hey, I, I put that in the library. Um, so go check it out because I remember, you know, the stuff you like to play or I know right. what this guy might be interested in or has got something or I'll see him at the next event or, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the conventions that are smaller are kind of like that. It's it's not so much that there's the companies are going from place to place. And, and I think they are to some degree. Right. The, uh, it's the community that just sort of shuffles around. It's a little bit like uh, like the tadpole people. I su- you know, if there was another frog pants event that happened over on the East Coast side of things, everybody from the West would still you know, go over there. Probably, yeah. Or maybe, I mean, it may even fracture. I mean, we've talked about this before, that it may even fracture uh, the attendance at the West Coast one, just like we see with PAX East and PAX West. Um, although the PAX events are, you know, really large, um, sure. I, I, I think that there was some attendance drop off that first year that they moved uh, part of it over to the East coast. There's probably people are just getting used to their, okay, I've budgeted for one mm-hmm. and I had to make a whole bunch of, you know, travel arrangements and I always one right here. Right. Oh, well that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, as they schedule ahead, maybe they can, maybe they could make two of them in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, well, uh, I, I said I, I saw Brian twice this week. I know he's busy. He's got some personal things that he's going to take care of this weekend. But on Wednesday night this week, we played a new board game that isn't even out yet. So it was a basically a print and play version of this game 
Um, and we're, we will be recording it next Monday for a special video release of Munchkin Land, probably within the next week or so. It's very interesting. It seems very complicated, but I think that, um, I think that some people might get a kick out of, out of this game once it's, it's finally launched and released, but, uh, very excited about that. I'll tell people more about it on the VIP on uh, Saturday. But uh, if you've uh, checked out Munchkin Land recently, you may get a hint of what we are playing. I'm not going to uh, shout it out there. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, to doing more of that. But it's a, it's a big board game with lots of rules and moving pieces around. And it's, I've been exposed to a lot of different games in the last probably two years. A lot of that due in part to Brad Will, who's like, hey, man, we should play this game. We should play this game. We should play this game. And also to you at... Uh, at um, uh, uh, nerdtacular uh, for bringing so many different games to expose to people. So it, I think it's good for people to check out some different things. Yeah, I have, uh, I tell people like, cause I want to do stuff in the board game community and I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. a podcaster person or, a, or, a you know, a designer or a publisher or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what am I good at? Well, I'm good at acquiring games, <laughs> which I don't know that that's necessarily a great skill, but yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've acquired, I like I've acquired too many as well. I need new shelves at this point. Oh, I'm, I'm beyond shelves. I've just started toting stuff because I know that I'm going to take it someplace. And that's mm-hmm. what I really like to do is to take my games and I don't even have to play. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. going to run an event in a couple of months where I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get to play anything <laughs> because it's my event. Well, uh, can but you I'll, talk about I'll that event? Games. Can you talk about that yeah. event or is it? Uh, it'll be... Uh, kind of narrowing down the times and stuff. It'll be in Fremont, Nebraska. Very okay. small. Mm-hmm. It's a fundraiser. It's a, it's a gym of a church that has a daycare. And oh, cool. uh, one of the people that I game with works there, and we're going to do a fundraiser for them. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, for kids, uh, some equipment or some, something or another. All right. Well, so as it gets closer, make sure you, you pop in and let us know, and we can promote it here on Finally Friday or wherever and uh, get some people to go check it out. Uh, yeah, there'll be tons of games. I have games that I don't even like to play. Throw them in a library. Yeah. Somebody loves that game, and if I can, or they will find out that it's their most favorite game of all time. Yeah, and yeah. If I can introduce you to your most favorite game of all time. That was money well spent, in my opinion. Yep, definitely, definitely. What do you do for storage? I mean, I've noticed that <laughs> when we get um, we get some games in, like Machikuru, for example, fantastic game, but to be honest, the box is too large for what the game is. And I know it that is. there's two expansions for it, but it's still the box is too large for that expansion. So I'm finding myself like the big uh, munchkin box of holding or whatever those those are. You know, I got three of those and suddenly what took up, uh, you know, six plus feet on my shelf of individual munchkin boxes are, have now been condensed into about 18 inches of space in these in these munchkin collection boxes. What are you using to store your stuff like that? Is there stuff that you're using to compress things oh. down and, and store it in smaller spaces? Some of the games I do, uh, card games most specifically, a lot of the games I have, I, I don't compress too much because like DC Deck Builder, mm-hmm. each one of those boxes is potentially a game that could be checked out. Right, so that's true. So if this group has checked out DC Deck Builder, then they're not locked up with every DC card. They yeah, that's people, true. Well, you guys could play the Teen Titans one. It's pretty close. It's a little mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody has some stuff. It's games that I know can't be split apart, like Marvel Legendary. You yeah. can't break that apart. Or uh, 
some of my LCDs, like Lord of the Rings collectible or Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Broken Token has a, a card organizer. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Hobby Lobby and get their artist box, which is $25, mm-hmm. you pull all the stuff out of that artist box, which is essentially just a, a tray and a, like a pallet thing or whatever. And then yeah. you put this laser cut wood in there. You could store your cards and, and I can store sleeve, all of the Marvel stuff currently printed. Oh, cool. Now that's nice. I may have to so, uh, go check that out. Oh yeah. Here it is right here on uh, somebody on Etsy selling something similar or selling the exact same thing and showing how it can be set up. That's um, and, and there's a there's another one if you have like little cards like Yu-Gi-Oh size the mm-hmm. Dominion they're slightly smaller Euro size you could get five rows I think of those or oh nice six or something so do you, so let me ask you, you get it engraved before I run off to Hobby Lobby in about fifteen minutes to go buy this box do you have everything that's legendary you have all the legendary stuff I have all of the legendary Marvel okay except except villains oh okay I do not have villains. Is there still room in that uh, box I, to fit villains in, do you think? Uh, maybe. Okay. I might, uh, if you didn't sleeve it, I'm pretty sure that it would. Yeah, I don't, I don't sleeve my stuff. I just say let it get banged up. Because uh, I have a, because my games tend to go out a little more to the public, mm-hmm. I, I sleeve them just so they last a little longer. And, and there's, you know, maybe they're not as, knowledgeable of board game etiquette right, like right, right, Cheetos right, right. and nachos are like oh those <laughs> are so want, terrible you know what nachos spilled I've, here, here's another picture that I found of somebody with their using that art box as a storage box I may have to go out and look for this later tonight that's interesting I, I've got a couple of I maybe they're in but I've got a couple of those uh, laser cut wood what's that company that does that is that broken token broken token there's a couple other companies but I'm not sure the uh, I think the Munchkin cards are slightly narrower than a standard card. Yeah, they are. So if you wanted to put your Munchkin stuff all in one box, mm-hmm. you would you would maybe look at Broken Token at the Dominion card organizer ah, okay. insert. Okay, I fits into the same Hobby Lobby box. Okay. And I don't know how many Dominion cards there are, but it will fit every single one ever made. Okay, I will. Uh, I will look for that. And of course, I've got the big. Um, um, Sentinels of the Multiverse box coming uh, yep. once that Kickstarter is all wrapped up now. So I'm looking forward to that because I want to get all of those in a single place. Oh, it's going to be so heavy. I know, but that's okay because I only have to carry it like a foot and a half to the table <laughs> to uh, to sit down and play it. But I just need more space. That's the problem. That or I need to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And unfortunately, I have too many games that I like that I'm not going to get rid of. Yeah, I, I kind of gave up. I did a couple of like auctions and like game swaps at different places, and I found out that I'm like, I just don't oh, too much of a collector. I've been keeping a hold of stuff that I maybe I shouldn't, but then I'll see somebody play it, and I'm like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I guess they like it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the last time we talked, I was talking about that, that game. What was the card building game or the or the card counting game where you go up and down? Ah, now I forgot it. I did end up getting that in. We haven't had a chance to play it yet. There's the game. No, it's not the game. Uh, I'll have to find it it's here. It's the worst name, worst name board game card game ever. You can't <laughs> find it on BGG. That's funny. If you know German, you're pretty good, but 
Let me see if I can find what uh, it is. Yeah. I want to say it's like Explorer or something. Lost Cities. Oh yeah, Lost Cities. Yeah, that one's that one's uh I like that game. Yeah, I did I did get that in. The kids have looked at it a couple of times, but we have not had a chance to sit down and uh, play it just yet. So I'm looking forward to to that. And everyone says it's really great, but again, it looks to be one that is the box is too big for the contents. But yeah, uh, dependent. They reboxed it. A mm-hmm. lot of the box size has to do with um, shelf mm-hmm. a- appearance mm-hmm. when they're selling it. Like, ooh, big flashy box. When yeah, and I think it, there's like nothing in it. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and, and I think that's, that's gotta be it is the bigger, the box, the bigger the presence is, as opposed to some little box of, um, super fight or something that, that people aren't going to see. So yeah, very cool. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for calling in today. I really appreciate it. Sure. And, uh, you have a great weekend. Okay. All right. I'd like to see you tomorrow. All right. Take care. Bye. So if you are not a gold VIP member, Uh, There's still plenty of of time for you to become a VIP member before one o'clock tomorrow. And then you just log in on the member site at members.majorspoilers.com. And you will find the post that you can just jump into. And we've got a special chat room for that. And you can can go in and and, uh, talk with us about anything that's on your mind. We do usually talk to our gold member and higher member uh, about you know, things that are going on at major spoilers that we don't normally talk about. And we'll certainly address some other things that are coming up. Uh, and then of course there's some other bonus stuff that you can check out. And best of all, if you missed a VIP chat, like for example, I know that there is, gosh, I forget his name, uh, wrote to me and was like, Oh man, I keep missing every one of these, but I always sit down and I watch the replay. Now you're going to miss the, um, chance to chat live with someone. But you can see the chat pop up, kind of like what we have here. And you can see what everyone was talking about in the channel. But uh, June's was quite fun, and I think July will be as well. And all you need to do is head over to members.majorspoilers.com and sign up to become a gold member. That's $10 a month or higher. And uh, you can get in on that. And, of course, we really appreciate everyone who's a VIP uh, because they are the ones that make this thing run. Whether you're a $2, a $5, or a $10 a month member, uh, we really, really appreciate everyone who contributes. All right, where are we going? We've got about 10 minutes left, uh, or we may uh, wrap up sooner if there's no one else that has uh, topics for discussion or anything. Uh, But 785-727-1939 is the number that you want to call. Is this Twitter feed um, anything of interest? I know the the bad thing is so much uh, of Twitter today has embedded links, has embedded video, has embedded uh, graphics, and a lot of that's not coming up in here. So I wonder if this is something that you would like to see with maybe a hashtag Finally Friday or some other topic uh, pop up here every once in a while. Uh, just let me know. I'd, I'd be interested in, in hearing your thoughts on that. And of course, it is a chance, especially next week, for us to kind of keep track of, of really what's going on and check out any breaking news that's going on for that. But uh, I thought at least I'd try it out today. We also did not have any, um, any uh, guests today except for you know, our fine callers. And we haven't gotten a, a call from Nathan uh, uh, today. The great NATO has not called in today. That's odd. Hopefully he is doing well. Uh, I guess we'll wrap up this week by talking about the storms that took place. Oh, going by too fast. I can slow that down. Let me fix this. We had some massive storms that went through two nights this week. Um, and it's odd, too, because we don't have a lot of summer storms that come through at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. 
Uh, but this week we did. And the first night, it wasn't such a big deal. We had some wind. We had some hail. Uh, everything was going to wrap up at about 145 or so. So it wasn't that big. Uh, the storm that we had on, I guess it was Tuesday, uh, really did a lot of damage here in town. Um, I mean, there were trees that were literally uprooted. Uh, several people lost parking garages, uh, their carports, and lost uh, parts of roofs, sightings off of buildings. Uh, um, our university basketball coliseum lost part of its roof. Uh, there were parts of roofs literally scattered in the middle of roads this week. And it was kind of scary because this happened, you know, right at uh, about the time when people would be normally getting up and going about their, their daily business about six o'clock in the morning. And, um, fortunately we didn't have any damage here. Um, everyone here that's related to major spoilers is totally safe. Uh, the most damage that I heard was at Dr. Brad Will's house where he said he had to spend about uh, three hours cleaning up brush and debris in his yard. Uh, but for the most part, no loss of life here in Hayes, which was great, uh, even though we had 60-plus mile-an-hour winds uh, battering buildings. Uh, but the other nice thing is how quickly our city responds to uh, getting things cleaned up. And even though there are still you know, um, sidewalks that have trees and branches that are uh, waiting to be picked up two or three days later, city's ultra-responsive. Neighbors are super-responsive. We have a, a person in our neighborhood who is a, a widow, and she's a little bit older, and she has some very nice trees in her backyard, and some of the stuff came down, and it was really nice to see people just lending a hand to help clean up her yard uh, so that it was um, really kind of cool. And it kind of reminded me a little bit in seeing people uh, come together for storm cleanup this week to see also a lot of the community that's going on with the Pokemon Go that we talked about this week on the Major Spoilers podcast and also last Friday when Dr. Brad Will was here. Uh, it's nice to see people who are out there trying to help one another learn how to play this game or give people tips or uh, encouraging use and just to see people out and about talking with one another and having a sense of community. And I'm hoping that there is a sense of community uh, where you're at and that in times of crisis or in times of need that people are coming together and um, helping to rebuild a community or help to strengthen a community, uh, whether it be a gaming community or a comic book community or uh, just your community that you physically live in, I, I, I'm hoping that that's going on in your area. And so um, I just kind of wanted to mention that. It's nice to see people come together and, and work for a common cause, whatever that may be. Uh, I think that's where we will end it up this weekend. Thank you so much, everyone, for being a part of the Major Spoilers a podcast and being part of um, Finally Friday this week. It's always fun to do these live streams. Like I said, next week we will be off more than likely just because of Comic-Con and trying to get all the stories covered. But uh, the week after we'll be back and we'll have some guests on to talk about San Diego and some reactions and, of course, get some more thoughts and feedback from you on everything that's going on in pop culture and comic history. Um, but thanks, everybody. It's uh, going to be an interesting weekend, I think, and I hope it's an interesting weekend for you. And until we meet again, uh, take care. <laughs>